There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy, happy Monday, friends. This is the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, we're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. No, Donnie's not here again. And in fact, Lori and Julia are not here again. All three of your favorite drive time hosts are absent this Monday. But in their stead, I'm Holly. I am here this time with another Stephanie. I'm here with Stephanie March this afternoon. The top rated Stephanie of the hour. Well, well, well. (laughs) And we're also here with Sonny. Thanks for being here again, Sonny. And just... Just want to remind you before we get started that My Talk 1071 is hosting its eighth annual Food for Families Drive. It's presented by Coburn's Delivers and the Chris Lindahl team, uh, benefiting Second Harvest Heartland. Bring a donation. Lori and Julia are actually kicking off the live broadcast starting on June 8th at home number six in Edina on the Midwest Luxury Remodeling Tour. Get all the details at mytalk1071.com. Keyword food. You will see a list of all the live broadcasts there on our website. And please bring a non-perishable food donation to these broadcasts. It all benefits Second Harvest Heartland. And, you know, kids need to eat in the summer. A lot of times yes. they don't get eat to eat because school's out. Yeah. So this is a very, very worthy good thing to go do. Absolutely. So we'll keep some traditions of the Lori and Julia show going this afternoon because why not? So usually <laughs> (laughs) They kick off the show every Monday with their weekend claim to fame. And I'm going to start with you, Sonny, because we were talking about your weekend plans on Friday's show. And you were telling us that you were really excited to do absolutely nothing at all. I was. I got the barbecue this weekend. We had lamb kebabs. We had fried eggs in the morning. My daughter's disgusted because it involved it did not involve her at all. (laughs) <laughs> she's here with me today in the background so she's like really all of this happened yes mm. all of that happened it was fun it was a, a weekend filled with video games and movies and and no children oh 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 <laughs> fantastic so what video games what are you playing it's this i think it's called i don't know how to pronounce it it's cine or something like that it's it's a play off the old school uh uh space shooter kind of games mm-hmm. and it's kind of like 2d but this one's more more uh you know the graphics are better i'm horrible yeah. with the names but we played that <laughs> um a few card games uh it's called seven i think it's a made-up game that my fiance's friend taught him so we just call it seven yeah so yeah and 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 watching youtube videos of people making full of themselves yeah, and plenty of food a, yeah, and plenty yeah. of food and drink it's a good pastime <laughs> what about you smart well what are you I, doing? I did uh what did i do this weekend i worked in my garden quite a bit so that was good and then i pulled up a bunch of rhubarb and cooked it in rosé and then i ate that Ooh. you ate it i ate it i do just you, ate it did you put sugar on it a what little you, bit of how sugar do you dress it up with the rosé and then i was mm. gonna do like things with it i thought oh 
mash it up. I'll make a syrup out of it. Ended up just eating it because it was so good. And then <laughs> I might have drank the rosé too. So, I, you know, that might have happened as well. Yeah. And then I, because my propane is still not working on my gas grill, I just lit a fire and stuck the grill top on top of that. <laughs> I love it. And then I just sort of grilled some chicken. It was good times. Mm. And you MacGyvered it. I totally MacGyvered it. And I totally it, like, I'm out in the boondocks. I just did what I did to get my rhubarb and chicken situation handled. That sounds like a perfect summer situation. Kind of was. Yeah. yeah, totally. I discovered that I'm a toddler whisperer over the weekend, yeah. which is really weird because okay. usually I'm, I'm kind of afraid to be alone with children. Yeah, that, I would not I have picked no. that. No, 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 no. I, I found this out. I think the thing that you need to do is you need to make weird noises at them. Yes. 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 And then mm-hmm. just be down at their level. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just go down. Yep. That's the ticket. That's the ticket. Exactly. It has nothing to do with pride or yep. ego. Or and, mm-hmm. No. And, and chase them around and look like an idiot. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Forego any kind of ego. Yeah. You have to kind of commit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, if you're going to like take it to the blobbity blobbity blue thing, you've got to commit and just mm-hmm. get in there. Yeah. Because they can tell when you yeah. they smell fear. They yeah. smell fear. <laughs> also, I'm kind of over buying kids, my toddler kids, my nephews, expensive toys. Yes. I'm over it. Spending hundreds of dollars on the Paw Patrol Tower. Mm -hmm. What does my nephew like to play with? The box. The box (laughs) and cat sparkle balls that we get for free at the vet. Yes. Yes. He is perfectly happy with me pelting them at his face. Yeah. Chasing him around the yard. Yeah. Nope. It's like a, a lint brush, a lint brush, you know, for your dryer with a little fuzzy thing on the end. That is going to, that's, that's hours of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I hopefully we all will learn those lessons and not spend our money on all this <laughs> plastic this. stuff. You didn't have to have the child to learn that. <laughs> this is true. This is Thank a win. You, this Thank is, you. This is a win. Thank you, Sonny. Also, I want to share my other it's not my weekend claim to fame, but this is probably my favorite thing that has gone over the news uh, from this past weekend. It's both of these nuts. <laughs> okay, this is this is fantastic. <laughs> oh my god! So this happened at a racetrack in Oklahoma City. One of the horses racing at the racetrack over the weekend. Both of these nuts. No, let's listen. No. To the horse track announcer, <laughs> call the race. <laughs> nice. <laughs> with both of these nuts. They're off. Good start. Cage fighter, both of these nuts. They come away together. Both of these nuts goes for the front. Has it by a long neck. Cage fighter not going away easily. And DF Dynasty 3 Green right there running third outside. Bang, bang, you're gone, making some headway. Final 100 yards for both of these nuts. Cage fighter trying to battle back. Both of these nuts. Cage fighter, both of these nuts. Rolling oh to victory. Rolling. By ahead. Over cage fighter. Rolling. So wait, 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 wait. So were there two horses named these nuts or was the was the one horse named both of these nuts? No, the one horse. Thank you for clarifying, Sonny, because that's what I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, what are the odds of two people naming their animals right. these nuts? No, right. it's Bofa, B-O-F-A. Oh, my God. These nuts. These nuts. Oh. These nuts never stops. Getting, no. It, it never ceases to be hilarious. No. 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 Isn't that the guy he ran for president, too? D's uh, nuts? Yes. Nice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> that is the guy. That's the guy. And that's the guy. And now it's the horse that's winning the race. <laughs> I just had to share that little uh, 
nugget of fun with you guys. All right. Well, we've got lots of fun uh, happening on today's show, including but not limited to pizza bouquets. The number Whoa, one. Yeah. Yes. The number one song. Yes. When you were 14 years old might be the key to your existence. And also Halo Top ice cream. Mm, we're going to get to all of those things in the Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 1071 with Steph March, with Sonny, with Woo-hoo! Holly. Woo-hoo! We got to take a break. We'll be right back and uh, we'll be doing a little Hollywood with Sandra Bullock when we get back. Well, Ocean's 8 comes out on Friday, and Sandra Bullock was on the Today Show, and we'll listen to a little bit of what she has to say here on the Lori and Julia Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Lori, Julia, Donnie out. I'm Holly. Stephanie March is in. Sonny is in. And Ocean's 8 finally comes out in theaters on Friday. I am so ready for this. I think that we've all been ready for this for quite some time, of course. This is the... Hmm. I don't think it's a sequel, <laughs> no. but it's universe adjacent to the Ocean's Eleven's movies. Yeah. Sandra Bullock plays the sister of George Clooney's character, Danny Ocean, from the previous Ocean's Eleven's movies, which were based off of another movie with Frank Sinatra, Dean so Martin, great. and the Rat Pack. So yeah. this thing has basically been in our culture for 50, 60 years. Yeah, honestly. But now I'm here for it because... It's all ladies. All ladies and really funny ladies. And fantastically talented ladies. Sandra Bullock being one of them. So she was on the Today Show this morning and she was sitting down with Hoda Kotb talking about any number of things. But one of the things she was talking about uh, is our first clip on why she chose to be in the movie Ocean's 8. I wanted to be a part of something that that seemed like it would be a lot of fun to do, but that would also give the viewer a lot of pleasure just to be able to sit back, enjoy the ride. And you're the ringleader. Yeah. Because that's how you roll. That's how I roll. Okay. So she just wanted to do a fun popcorn movie. Yes! But let's be honest, that's totally a wonderful thing to do. You know what? You know what I was thinking about? I was thinking back, it hearkened in my mind the the days of the Charlie Angels, the devil oh. with Drew Barrymore and all those guys. And much as they were poppy and silly and whatever, it was fun. They just had fun. And I just thought, how come ladies don't want to make more fun movies like that? Exactly. And I liked the Ghostbusters remake. I loved it! I thought that movie was really fun. I think I was in here with you like the day after I saw it. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, I loved it. Yeah, those trolls can beat it who didn't like the Lady Ghostbuster movie. Pooey on you! All right, moving on to this. So a lot of the conversation that Sandra Bullock had with Hoda Kotb was about her children. Sandra Bullock being the mother uh, of two children, and she's saying that Really, parenthood and her kids are her top priority these days in this second clip. When people see you, they see, you know, movie star movies and all that. If you were to line up your priorities and you were to tell me one through, I don't know, three, Mm -hmm. how would you prioritize your life now? Well, it's my kids. Everything is about them being okay, being in school, having what they need, their moments. I need to be there for every single moment that they have. Mm. It's it's harder for me to leave them than I think it is for them when I leave. Mm-hmm. I don't leave that much, and I don't work that much anymore either. I keep looking at them going, I got nothing but you. And they're like, <laughs> <clears throat> You know, I, I told them where they can go to college. I said, these are the places that I feel comfortable living. <laughs> so you have these choices. Nice. So my priorities are my kids, my kids, my kids, my family, my family. That's it. 
I love that. And it is true because she has significantly cut down on the number of projects that she's doing these days. And her children are young. She's like right in the thick of being mom and, and, and being there and supporting her kids. Yeah. So. What are they like? Like eight and something like that? Or yeah, in that, just in that kid time where it's kind of the most fun anyway. Totally. I love, I love She'll that. start making more movies when they're teenagers. Yep. <laughs> I love that she was like, you're all I have. And they're like, eh, where's the milk? <laughs> they're like, sure, mom. Sure. Well, you know, Sandra Bullock, she's uh, she opens up in this interview about uh, adopting her son, Louis. And Louis is uh, from New Orleans and she has quite an emotional experience about uh, the process of having her son and her family. When you were like 41, mm-hmm. 42, mm-hmm. 43, did you think to yourself, you know what? Maybe not. I, I, I did think maybe not. Yeah. And then Katrina happened. Mm. I'm going to cry. Katrina happened in New Orleans, and I I knew that just something told me that my child was there. It was weird. Was it a gut feeling or a God feeling? I think they're one and the same. I I don't think there's a difference. It's just filling out forms, filling out forms, being judged, being, you know, having sort of being in the spotlight, you know, about who you are as a human being. (laughs) That is awkward. And then it was I mean, four years later? Four? Three or four years later. Wow. But then I looked at him, I just said, oh, there you are. It's like, it's like he'd always been there. It's like he fit in the crook of my arm. He looked me in the eyes and he was just, he was wise. My child was wise. The, the beautiful thing that I was constantly told was um, the perfect child will find you. You will find your child. Stop. <laughs> look in that direction. I'm trying not to look at you. But you yeah. don't believe that when it's not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're going, where is my family? Where is my... And when it does happen, you know exactly what, what they're talking about. Every clip makes me like her more. Man. I know. Can she just continually be awesome and awesomer? Exactly. Like just she's very cool. Yeah, she is a really she cool. always has been. I yeah, absolutely. And so she goes on to talk about now she's the mother to Louie, but she's also the mother uh, to a daughter, Layla. So Sandra Bullock also talking to Hoda Kotb about uh, bringing in Layla into her family. So you have Louie. Yeah. And you, you had like a complete family, but it wasn't done yet. You mm-hmm. weren't done yet. No. I was having dinner with some girlfriends of mine, and, and Louis was like, wanted to sit with them. He came out of his bath. He was like three, had his little belly in his towel, and put his hands behind his neck. And she was talking about her daughters. He goes, yeah, I don't have daughters. And she went, you don't? He goes, no, I don't have a daughter, but I'm going to have a baby soon. And they looked at me, and I was like, I swear, I'm not. I, there's nothing, nothing out there. And, and I realized at that time, maybe he knew something. And when I think about it, it would have been around the time that Lila was born. Oh, my God. So, again, okay, is it coincidence? What is it? It's not coincidence. It's, it's Louis's way. Louis has a very strong way. And he's, he's a fine leader. And he, he led me to lie. Aww. Aww. Lila and Louis. How Lila. adorable. But, you know, a sibling wants to have a kid brother or sister. The you know what? Strong. They do. And mm-hmm. there's there's that sense of, you know, I love that she's kind of open to the spirituality of like maybe he knew something that I didn't and all that kind of jazz. Yeah, exactly. Well, and she kind and she goes on to touch about that uh, you know, maybe spiritual aspect or she talks about her mom in this last I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house 
to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Ask Clip about the influence of her late mother on her life. What would your mom, if your mom were here? She'd love it. She would? She'd love every minute. And I, I, I often sit and like I wish they would just allow the person who's deceased just to beam down for a second so you can say when do you want them to show up and I was like <laughs> like right now would be the ultimate time I just want her to see how how everything is okay mm-hmm. and how how amazing I mean I truly think that she had a hand in it you know I think she had a hand in the gifts <clears throat> so I just I just want her to see that we're okay you're more than okay my god it's just like I've, being a mom, I finally realized, oh, this is what I was supposed to do when I grew up. Not be an actress, to be a mom. <laughs> this was the purpose. Oh, this was it. This is my purpose. And I knew it at a very young age, and I think my mother saw that. She was like, please, not that young. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> God, not that young. Not 17, honey. Oh, um, but I, wow. I, felt, I felt that calling at a very young age. But I had to become the mom that I was supposed to be for the kids that were waiting for me. I can't wait to see what happens to those kids. Yeah. All right. the world. They, they are. They already are. They already, they already are. are. I don't even know how to say thank you, but thank you. You're welcome. Wow. All right. Wow. Well, Hoda be and Sandra Bullock having a moment. Now, what we didn't play is that uh, Hoda Kotb also became a mother uh, kind of later in her life. And she did bring, she adopted a child into her life. And the Today Show has made a, uh, you know, they've gone on that journey with yes. Hoda Kotb. So I think that Sandra Bullock and Hoda were vibing on that. Totally, and totally. relating on that level. Yeah. Having a moment, a shared having, moment, yes. an understanding mm-hmm. beyond the questions asked. I like that. Yeah. So it's a beautiful thing. And I'm glad that Sandra's open to talking about it in public. Yeah. And and, and just being honest and open and Well, because and she's not really out there, like we're saying, that she's mm-hmm. done a lot of, she's done movies and things, but she's sort of backed off. And so you don't see her at parties. You don't see her at, you know, doing all the, like the glitzy glammy TMZ stuff. So then it's kind of nice to have her be putting that personal side out there. Absolutely. Well, that was a wonderful thing. But coming up in the next segment, we have to talk about... <laughs> Why we can't have nice things. That's right. <laughs> We're moving on from the beautiful things to the not so nice things. And it may be coming in uh, the guise of the latest, the hottest accessory that you're going to want at your wedding <laughs> this summer. No. Stay tuned and find out what it is. And why we can't have nice things. <laughs> when we come back on the Lori and Julia show with Holly, Steph, March and Sonny right here on My Talk 107.1. Oh my gosh, why can't we have nice things? Why, why, why can we not have nice things? Well, Stephanie March is going to tell us why here on the Lori and Julia show. Well, on MyTalk 1071, we're streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Lori, Julia, Donnie, they're out today. I'm Holly. Stephanie March is here, of course, from the Weekly Dish, from Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine, and Sonny's here too. Now, Stephanie. Yeah. Why can't we have <laughs> nice things? things well i just think everybody wants everything (laughs) and so (laughs) i just think that it's one of those things where i was sitting in my uh in my house today and i was working at you know from home and i got a little press release as i get because you know over at the minneapolis st paul magazine we like to put up food stories and interesting things and so i get press releases and this is one came 
um, from Villa Italian Kitchen, one of America's favorite quick service pizza brands. Oh, really? Yes. Did you know to <laughs> jumpstart the bustling 2018 wedding season, Villa Italian Kitchen announced today the creation of what is sure to be the newest and most delicious wedding trend, the first ever pizza bouquet and boutonniere set. No. Yes. No. The, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. <laughs> the the ultimate wedding accessory will be gifted to a limited number of lucky pizza loving couples who are going to celebrate their nuptials this summer. Just so we're clear, this is perfect for any couple looking to add some fun and flavor to their big day. But is it fun, Stephanie? <laughs> is it fun? <laughs> so basically what we have here is a picture of a bride holding a giant sort of bouquet-looking thing. But of course, it's a really delicate floral details handcrafted uh, by a food stylist made from freshly prepared pizza dough, 100% whole milk mozzarella, fresh California tomatoes, and zesty pepperoni. Does it taste good, though? Does it matter? Does it matter? <laughs> Sonny, would you actually eat a bouquet made out of pizza? Would you actually put that in your mouth and eat it? I would. (laughs) Here's my. The bar is low, Sonny. Listen, if they get the dough right, if they, because that's the thing about pizza. If you get the dough right, no. But you're, but you're, but you're talking about if you're sitting at a joint and like having like an af- a Saturday afternoon. I'm talking about. I'm wedding. wearing a strapless white gown that I have just paid upwards of seven hundred dollars for. So yeah, I'm just thinking at, at the at, at the, the bottom, minimum. At that's the what bottom. I'm saying. Like upwards from there, <laughs> and I'm expected to carry a saucy, greasy, zesty thing how like ma- this? How many pizza flowers are in this bouquet? Mm, it looks like at least a dozen. And then yeah, they have some cherry tomatoes on there for a little zest. That's a lot. Yeah. And then they also have cur- curly Q uh, like things pepperonis. of dough. Yeah. Just, oh. Well, and then it's also, yeah, it's basically, <laughs> and there's a boutonniere, your, your groom. So if you, let's just, let me paint you a scenario here. Okay, okay. This is for the snacky bride okay. who maybe can't make it all the way up the aisle because she's hungry That's so she's me. walking up do do to do, do one step one step and she sees it feels really long the distance you know she's probably been starving <laughs> herself to get into that dress oh. she just leans down takes a little snibble of this pizza <laughs> and then keeps going and she's refreshed i like this meanwhile up at the at the uh you know at the what are those called the altar mm-hmm. the groom he maybe leans down and has a little snack on his too, his boutonniere, pizza boutonniere, and everybody just has the best time ever. But really, are they having the best time ever? This is what I'm asking. Like, this is being sold to us. This pizza bouquet yeah. and boutonniere is being sold to us as being fun, yeah. as being cool. And I'm sure, you know, they want us to be. I mean, well, look, darn it, the press release worked because look at us. Look at us. Look at us radio. Look at us boobs. Mm-hmm. We're talking about mm-hmm. it and we're giving them uh, some publicity. But yeah. at the same time, it just it the, the pizza bouquet is a symptom of a larger issue. <laughs> <laughs> is it the Instagramming of America? Yes, Stephanie. It is. Yes, it is the Instagramming of America. It is, it is making your wedding ceremony Instagrammable, like, oh, look at us. We're going to go get married at the Taco Bell in Las Vegas, and it's so cute and kitschy. You and- know, I've Googled a couple of these pictures, and I now feel your sentiment. <laughs> this is just messy. Thank you, I, You know, I had this whole beautiful, I really did. I had this whole beautiful no. vision no. of boot. Yeah, this is messy. Seriously, one bite, and that sucker is all over your dress. I mean, that yeah. pizza bouquet couldn't even get in the same room with me without me wearing some sort of sauce situation on my dress. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be some bite marks. In there's the going to be, the and then like, think about your hungry bridesmaids. You're 
you're standing up there. They've starved themselves to get into their dresses, and you're standing there with a pizza bouquet. How are they not going to just like jump you? But also, let's consider this about the pizza bouquet. By the time that it arrives <laughs> to you in your box from New York, from New York or wherever yeah. you might be, do you have to cook it? Do you have but to that, cook your pizza But that's bouquet? what I mean. There's a lot of logistical things. Like, do you have to cook it? Also, by the time that you walk down the aisle, it's probably already going to be lukewarm, if not room temperature. Mm. And then if you're outside... Think of your photos, right? Think of your photos. Think Also, think of the fact that you're outside. Maybe you're having a lovely outdoor wedding somewhere oh. really sophisticated and beautiful, and you bring your pizza bouquet out because you think it's fun and kitschy, and then you hold it, and then the bees start to come at you. <laughs> <laughs> then the other creatures start to come at you and then they swarm you. I would say maybe that's a little bit of karma. Maybe that's a little bit of karma for indulging in the pizza bouquet. But to, to my point, I feel like this is just, it's kitschy and I don't want to be poo-pooing on anybody's parade. On <laughs> anybody's I, pizza bouquet. No, I I would like, I like fun, but this is forced fun. Fun, you know. Maybe <laughs> if it was like at the at the wedding reception, but not. Yeah, I could, I could, I could see it at the wedding reception. Like, oh, there's pizza bouquets everywhere, like that, like that. But not walk, like seriously walking down the aisle. I just with see it. this seem really messy. Yeah, as another menace of the wedding industrial complex. To be <laughs> I honest, guess, <laughs> to be honest, I got to tell you, there was. We just got a little note on the uh, on the twitters from Tammy Lee. She said a French blog she followed had a bread bouquet for her wedding. It was beautiful. But not messy like pizza. I could get behind some baguettes and a situation like that. I still think it's weird to walk down holding food of any sort. But think about it. But I would it. do a baguette. A wedding is supposed to be this this signal, this launch into a new chapter of your life, and you're you're holding a darn pizza bouquet. Yeah. Or you're holding a baguette. What does like the, the priest think of you if you're walking down with a pizza bouquet? He's probably is he like, like, Are you taking this seriously? Yeah. <laughs> is this is this a real thing? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I <laughs> you know, I, I, it's the pizza. Do you okay. feel like, let me ask you a question, please. Cause I me. know you have had many friends get married in the past and everything mm-hmm. else. And I was mm-hmm. reflecting upon my own marriage to, you know, some 20 years ago. Do you feel like they've gotten more and more out of control? Is this, is this something? Cause I will say this, this whole thing, like where people are expected to go to like fly on vacations for, for uh, uh-uh. bridal parties or whatever, for the bachelorette party. That was not our jam. No, like, it's, nobody expected it's, that. It's too much, Stephanie. I have to say it's too much. The expectations around the whole wedding ritual make me so anxious. The fact that everything <laughs> has to be planned to a T. Look, I'll be honest. Look, one of my best friends is getting married. I love her to death. We've been best friends since second grade. Yeah. Now I am involved in the giant <laughs> bachelorette party group text that when every time I look at my phone, there are 30 notifications on it, but brrr, and it comes around. And then somebody asks, well, what, what is the bachelorette party theme going to be? <laughs> Do we have to have a theme? Wedding. The theme, wedding. The theme is, is you're the no wedding. longer single. Yeah. The theme, this is your last night of singledom. The theme is wedding. And, and I think of all the decorations and the thing. And I'm such a party pooper. That's okay. That's why you invited me here, right? As the song goes. <laughs> yes. um, but I think about the decorations and all this stuff. And then I think about all of that. Just end, ending up going to Garbage Island. And then I have these ideas of the poor little fish out in the Pacific Ocean choking on this wang-shaped 
straw that they're gonna <laughs> that 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 I caused like the destruction of the planet because of this wedding industrial complex getting out of hand. Anyways, invite me to your you next have feelings. Co- you have feelings, and I feel like your next life you could actually be a wedding planner. It just would you wouldn't be very busy. Yeah, yeah that's no. right. No, invite me to your next party. I'm really fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's just these things. I I look be outrageous, be fun, get the pizza bouquet, and when you do, tag us on Instagram. Okay, seriously. Well, this you have to be a lucky. You have to be. I mean, they're only giving out a, no, a limited number. But my thing is that basically they're gonna. This is just the start. Don't you think like for all of the Instagram love that happens with like donut cakes and with, you know, ice cream cone mashups and things like Mm -hmm. that. I think that we could be seeing. I mean, what could be next? Sushi bouquet. Why not? Could happen. Woo! That would be sushi flowers. That'd be kind of stanky if it's an outdoor wedding. I'm just saying. But that could happen. Think about it. All right. I know. Think about it. Maybe you could be the one to make the sushi right. wedding bouquet. We're, this could be, maybe this could be a state fair stand. <laughs> yeah. This could be. <laughs> Next to the tunnel of love. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Next to the ye old log. Yeah. Here you go. Your bouquets. <laughs> mm, add us at Instagram if you decide to do that. All right. Well, we're going to leave pizza bouquets. Bye, pizza bouquets. See you, see you later. See you later. I got a question to ask you guys before we go to break. Think about this. Okay. Are we... In cinematic universe fatigue right now, sequel fatigue, are we ready for some new stories? I say this because one particular movie from a very popular cinematic universe is underperforming at the box office. Mm. And so we're going to ponder that question. We're going to get into it. So think about it. While we go to break here on my talk 1071. Are we suffering from cinematic universe fatigue? We gotta explore this a little bit here on the Lori and Julia show on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Lori, Julia, and Donnie are out. I'm Holly. I know this is the second time in 16 years of the Lori and Julia show that Lori, Julia, and Donnie have all been gone. But Stephanie March is here. But I'm here. The Weekly Dish in Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. And Sonny's here. Now, the reason that we can talk about this next topic is because Lori, Julia, and Donnie are not here. So (laughs) this is just a secret among us that we're going to be talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. We're talking about it because it is really underperforming at the box office. Right. Solo, a Star Wars story, of course, the prequel movie to uh, the origin story of Han Solo. It's been out for a couple of weeks. It made $29.3 million in its second week at the box office. Good enough to be number one this weekend, but it is a 65% drop from week one. Mm. People mm-hmm. are not going to see this. Now, uh, Stephanie, Sonny, have you guys seen this movie? No. no. I have not, and I am a huge Star Wars nerd and a Marvel Universe nerd, and I see almost every movie, you know, right when they come out. It's just been too busy right now, mm-hmm. and so, and it, and it is not as a high priority. I mean, I've seen, I saw Infinity War. I got to see that twice, you know, so to me, there's something about this movie that is just not as compelling. Mm-hmm. Sonny, and you haven't seen it either. I haven't seen it, and I, okay, so I grew up watching Star Wars, but in my in my adulthood, I haven't been able to keep up with everything, so I, I my daughter is a Star Wars fan, and my brother is a Star Wars fan, so they update me, and my brother told me on the last movie that they will be a little bit redundant, the movies that were coming out. Oh. And he suggested that I maybe should not go see the movies. Oh. So yeah. your brother said maybe pass on Solo a Star Wars yeah. story <laughs> unless you are really deeply invested in this movie. So yes. it, it brings up the fact it seems like 
your brother's word of mouth and other people's <laughs> word of mouth have uh, deterred people from going to see this movie. But then also at the same time, it om- Star Wars The Last Jedi just came out mm-hmm. less than six months ago. Mm-hmm. Does this feel like this movie came out too soon and that we're just not necessarily invested in the Star Wars universe in the same way we were? But you could make that same argument with Avengers Infinity War. With No, but that's a continuing story right. that was sort of a culmination. And there was that one for sure is, you know, I think people waiting to further the line. This one is going back. And that right. is a thing where it doesn't it does nothing that you don't know. Other than little small details, you know the beginning and end of Han Solo at this point. Right, right, right. True. That sounds very similar to what my brother said. He said, they're just going to go back. And he said it in that same voice. They're just going to go back and replay it. And it's literally everything that we saw in the 80s. Yeah, do, I mean, <laughs> do you feel like your nostalgia is being manipulated to a certain extent? Because we do know the story of Han Solo. Mm-hmm, we do mm-hmm. know what happens because, of course, his later life story is such a part of the Star Wars story in general. But couldn't you say this, like you said, you could say the same thing for like all the X-Men and the, you know, like we know their stories, but you want to see it. So, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily it either. I have a feeling that for me, there's a, a bit of, I mean, Han Solo is Han Solo and he's such a really unique Harrison Ford character that really was something special, I think, in the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. You know, with the rascal, but also just charming and just, I mean, I think he really, he really became that role. And so this is really the first time we're seeing someone other than, you know, like reprising something. All the other ones have been new characters. Right. You know, I thought Rogue One was a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. And it filled in spaces that I needed to help, you know, move that story and connect things. But this is a little bit like we're supposed to sort of cast Harrison Ford aside. And I think also, you know, he just died, you know, in like the other movies. And so it's like, <gasps> ah, Steph! I'm sorry if you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no spoiler alert or no. nothing. That's a problem. <laughs> but there's, you know, the pieces of those, that part of it is sort of, I don't know, it's it's not necessary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and that brings me to the point of, speaking of Harrison Ford and franchises and cinematic universe possible fatigue, it's the fact that Indiana Jones is going on. Indiana Jones it is, 5. It is gonna it is gonna go. Uh, yeah. I thought there was some like if nah, I think that they've had a release date and I think that's coming in the next couple of years. But you know, does is do you feel that it's necessary to connect with a beloved character in this way? Do you feel like you need to have a continuation of the story? Just because we're in such in a space where reboots and sequels yeah. and, and reimaginings and, and it's like, do we need to have an interpretation of Indiana Jones? In the year 2020, I don't know what kind of story yeah, they're going to be telling. I was going to say, I don't know if he's, is he in it? Yeah. Oh. As Indiana Jones. Oh. See, I don't know. I stopped watching all the Mission Impossibles. I know that Tom Cruise is like doing his own stunts now and woo woo. But I just, you know, but then again, like I think Oceans, we were just saying Oceans 8 that is coming out. That's an extension of the brand mm-hmm. that I think is kind of exciting and fun. And I didn't mind the Ghostbusters reboot and I liked the people in it and I thought that was fun. So I guess in a weird way, sometimes I guess because Indiana Jones has already had four already four movies yeah and i and i was just watching you know my kid and i were just watching one of them temple of doom over the other weekend and it was just like yeah this is a great like this is classic and awesome you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm i'm kind of fine with it like i'm I'm actually good. I'm like, I have a bow tied on my Indiana Jones universe. Okay, so you're okay with that. So, <laughs> yeah. So what we're basically we're saying is that some stories, it's just kind of like, mm, but they're not necessary. Like solo, a Star Wars story. What about Pirates of the Caribbean? Why do they keep going? <laughs> 
Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> Don't you money. feel like that is the thing that needed to stop and it keeps going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. After the third one. You know, the first <laughs> one, seriously, the first one and the second one. Um, we're really good, and I just didn't understand anything after the third. One. Well, and then there was a fourth and fifth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just I, I was really done after the. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with I you. Like I, I like a trilogy. I like mm-hmm. a beginning, middle, and end. I, I like. If, I wonder if they try to feed into that. But then once they get to the fourth and the fifth, it's not really that the trilogy. But I, I do feel like sometimes there's like it's two is good, just leave it where it's at, and they yeah. feel like they right, have to complete exact, that. Yeah, so that's why you know I guess I'm asking the question today: Is it necessary? Is it not? Now, if you're just tuning in to the Lori and Julia show. Uh, on my talk 1071 with Holly, Steph, March, and Sonny. We're talking about uni- cinematic universe, sequel fatigue. Now, here is a movie making headlines today that is possibly making a third film, which I would argue then it's starting to get into the realm of a cinematic universe. What do we think of Legally Blonde 3? <laughs> I'm 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 here for that. I you're love you're here for that. You're love, here for that. I love Legally Blonde. <laughs> Wait, what was the second one about? I can't remember. Even. She went to Washington. Um, she went to Washington D.C. I think Sally Field was in that movie. Yes, yes, okay. yes, and yes, and she got her own office. And yes, that was good. Yes, I'm totally here for. Mm-hmm. Legally Blonde 3. So, Absolutely. Now, Lily Blonde 3 hasn't been officially greenlit yet, but mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon says that she is in talks with MGM, the production company, to reprise her role as Elle Woods in Legally Blonde 3. Well, and it has made such a splash on the Broadway stage, too, correct? I mean, correct. it's been a yeah. successful show, so yeah. why not? Did we get a Mean Girls 2 as well? Did that happen? Uh, that was was straight, that bad? Straight to video. Oh, forget, <laughs> that. forget that. Lindsay Lohan wishes yeah. she would get a Mean Girls. She yeah. lobbies oh. Tina Fey all the darn time. I know. Yeah, no, yeah I don't know about the whole Elle Woods thing is kind of cute and fun, but I feel, you know what's really funny? So I feel like Reese Witherspoon has really gone so far above and beyond yeah, that I role. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't know how I feel about having her in that role. Right, and Legally Blonde 2, I think that movie came out mm, at least, oh, 15 years ago. So Jeez. the sequel was 15 years ago. So now there's almost 20 years, but that's what I'm saying, that yeah. do we necessarily need, we love the characters, we like being with them, but is it necessary to revisit them so th- long, far down the road? I feel like the only time that, th- just for me, I feel like the only time that that's really, really plausible is if the last movie left us with a bunch of questions. Like uh, a bunch of unanswered mm-hmm. questions. Like it, mm-hmm. like it was leading us yeah. in the direction of one day there might be a third movie. Yeah. We might have all of our questions answered. All right. Well, The bigger question, honestly, mm-hmm. is what's wrong with the creativity factory in Hollywood? Because <laughs> why do we have to keep rebooting? Why can't we come up with new Very stuff? Very good question. Very good question. <laughs> we don't have the any answers have that. We never answers. know. <laughs> All right. Now, I want you to think about something, uh, and we're going to talk about it when we come back from break. What was the number one song when you were 14 years old? Again, what was the number one song when you were 14 years old? It might have everything to do with the way that you live now. Let's unlock the mysteries of your life when we come back on Lori and Julia, My Talk 1071.